right. Hey, welcome everybody. Mike Mears and Randy Hall here from the Hall of Mears. What's up, everybody? It's been a minute. It's been been quite a while. Uh, we decided to do today's episode uh, with just you and I. Uh, we want to talk about some of the updates we got going on. Uh, As you said, back to life. the old days, man. Right. It's been a while since it's yeah. just been you and I. So we we want to first touch on. We're going to be. Uh, putting out more content on our getter and our rumble accounts yeah i mean we're getting uh we had to get off youtube i mean uh we're on two strikes and one more and we're and we're finished uh for good it's insane and they were like hitting us over stupid stuff it wasn't even like our dr malone episode it was uh well the first one was with a chiropractor uh dr kui manis and i guess the word m-a-s-k uh flagged that one right and then uh yeah, Doctor Jacob Ozzy yeah. was the second one we were, t- and I think that was uh, we were flagged because of the the five G talk. Yeah, yeah, so, which, which is kind of crazy to me. Uh, everything we're talking about here, uh, we're, we're not taking a stance on, but in the same breath, I, I we're still being censored, and we're just putting out information, which which is just so odd. It is insane. I mean, uh, we say we're not experts on anything. We're not doctors. Uh, we try to give. Uh, uh, like real world, real life perspectives from people. Uh, and it's insane when you have someone like Malone on, like that Joe Rogan is just getting roasted about. Right. You know, someone that actually has X amount of patents, uh, you know. Developed the RMNA. Uh, MRNA. Yeah, yeah, that too, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. dyslexia. That's all right. Uh, yeah, it's insane that we're getting nailed for that. So um, let's talk about Rogan, man. Yeah, he, he's in the hot seat. Um, obviously, they, they couldn't get him on the Malone, so they 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 went deeper into the the closet to, yeah. to find something to discredit him. And then you look back at like all the celebrities that have been canceled, and how dig their or how dig. See, like I did the same thing. How how deep they're digging, right? Um, but Whoopi only gets a, a two-week uh, suspension. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. What is up with that? Anti-Semitic comments only garners you a two-week uh, penalty, and they're trying to cancel Joe Rogan for saying the N-word, which wasn't even in the context from what I, from what I saw. Uh, wasn't even within the context of, you know, degradation. Right. I mean, oh, God, that's such a, such a slippery slope. Uh like, I always want to talk about that, too, you know. Um, yeah, the people that are trying to cancel them probably, probably did not even watch those episodes. Correct. Um, they saw the montage. He kind of dug himself a deeper hole, though, when he did his apology video for that. So Sure, I get it, but that's what's expected nowadays. We, we live in such a soft society that if you say something that hurts somebody's feelings, even if it was decades ago, you're supposed to apologize for it. Uh, you're not allowed to say, well, this is, was the context in which it was said. There, that, there's no tolerance for an explanation. You automatically have to beg for forgiveness. Well, I, I think he, I, to me, and I've had this discussion with people, I feel like he sold out. How so? Well, you just said, you know, d- d- does he owe an apology? Well, I guess that's ultimately... He's the only one that knows that answer, right? Uh, he's the one that said it. He's the one that knows the specific context. He was involved in all those videos that that montage was made off of. So it's ultimately up to him to decide, well, yeah, maybe I have to apologize. Okay, right? let's go to the first apology, which okay. was being accused of misinformation or spreading 
medical misinformation. Sure. Or and he came out apologizing for that, maybe, and then and then said he needs to have other viewpoints on his show. Sure, and, and arguably, I, I think he's up. If that's an, an apology, I think he does a relatively good job of different viewpoints. Uh, I, I you know, so he too. had Doctor What Sanjay Gupta yeah. on from CNN, right? Right. So, so when he had Doctor on, he he asked the same questions he asked of Doctor Malone. Now, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. He's certainly an inspiration, right? Sure. Um, however. And, and like I said, I've had this conversation with people. I just I feel like that the first apology was a complete sellout. Like, listen, I mean, he did his hundred million dollar deal with Spotify, right? His fan base supports him, correct? I don't understand why he felt the need, other than being forced, to come out and say that. Yeah, sure, surely he doesn't need the money. Um, his podcast is an, probably an important component of his financial plan. Well, I mean, he's right. the number one of all media. Right. All media, ratings-wise, number one in the world. Has been. Sure, and, and his his popularity has only grown since this, right? And both good and bad. Both good, yeah. whatever. Right? Yeah. At that point, a view's a view when, right. when you're talking your, your podcast. So is this that... Never let a uh, what, what's that that phrase that they use? Never, uh, never waste an opportunity on, on some bad publicity, or there's no such thing as bad publicity. Right. Um, so, with that being said, is he using this to leverage, you know, more views and and, and his haters to come now? Not only does he have his fan base, but he's going to have a, a healthy amount of trolls watching every word he says, which if. Obviously, if the media keeps strong on him, he's just going to get more views. If the the mainstream media keeps plugging, it's free advertising for him. Yeah. So there there might be some strategy there. Um, I, I much would have, that first time he came out. I much I would rather him have just come out and said, you know what? I've explained to you that there's going to be different viewpoints on here. Right. These are experts. I'm not an expert. I entertain the conversation. Right. He's you, a facilitator. I don't give a fuck what you people think. Right, he's facilitating. But he didn't say that. No, he did not. And that that bothers me because it's a, it's a, still a straight attack on freedom of speech. I, I would agree with that. I mean, I, there has to be consequences for words that that come out of your mouth. You have to be willing to own it. Yeah. In the, in the I, I don't know where that that line is drawn though. So so that brings us to our second apology video, which is where they someone went back, clipped every time he said the n word, right, without giving the full context of the conversation, right, and made him look like a complete racist, which he's not. Sure. So. Well, I, get into his mind. A video like that comes out. Now that was warranted. I mean, he had to, at that point, he had to say something. Sure, yeah, there had to be a response for it. So, I mean, that, that goes with what you just said. Like, I mean, he, need, he needed that one. But the first, the first time he came out, I, thought, I felt like it was a sellout. Well, once, once you apologize once, it's easier to do it the second, third, fourth time, though. Yeah, yeah but when, because, once you apologize two, three, four times, it's over. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that, that's why he's 
He's not banned on YouTube yet, right? Uh, no, his videos can't. I don't think they're allowing his videos on there. Okay. No, I know they removed any video that had the N-word in it. I know they removed specific videos. I don't know I don't if he know. got pulled yet. I have to look that up. Hmm. Which brings us to that, you know, that word. It's such a slippery... I mean, obviously... Well, in, in his apology, he said that's not his word to use. Those were his exact... Well, I mean, if that's what it's he feels... It's nobody's word to use. Right. I mean, let, let's be real. I mean, it's a, it's a horrible word. But then you, then you think about... I love music, right? I love culture. Sure. Um, obviously, none of us are racist. But this is... Here's the thing. Like... I love supporting artists. I buy music. I love to buy music. I actually enjoy it. Because there was a day when Napster came along when I was in high school and people were ripping CDs. Right. And then I've told you this before. When I got into music publicity and I, and I went to these shows and I hung out with these artists and I, I saw they were like legit starving artists, right? And when people rip music, they literally steal money. Okay. And I, I, I felt that firsthand back in like... 2008, 2009, like, wow, I'm never going to accept or rip music ever again. And I buy music on iTunes, which even that is horrible because they're only getting cents. Right. Pennies you on know, a dollar. Pennies on a dollar. Um, but I buy this music. I support these artists. They write these lyrics, poetry, however you want to say it, this art. How many of you people are in your car or in your home listening to this music and you love the lyrics and you recite the lyrics. The lyrics are put there. Right. Are you allowed? I mean, it gets to the point, am I not allowed to recite lyrics? Well, that gets into how extreme you want to go. You know, if you got the, the extreme, I'm going to say the extreme left at this point, it, it really does come down to the politics. They, politicians have politicized that word. And, and that's what's crazy is there, it depends who, who you're singing in front of. If you're singing in your house and nobody's around, well, sing your lyrics. But let's face it, I'm not going to sing, you know, uh, uh, what, what is it, uh, the Jay-Z songs, Gangsters in Paradise or, or whatever, in, in, at the mall, in, at the top of my lungs. But what, if, what if you attend a concert? I don't know. But what if you're in a concert, man, and you're feeling it? Well, honestly, for me personally, I, I wouldn't. Now, I, like, I love Lil Wayne, right? Right. And I'll never forget this interview he did on, on ESPN. And he tells the story of, in his early days, you know, he, he was gangbanging. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in his own home. He carried a gun. Well, the gun went off. He shot himself. Okay. Calls 911. Cops come in. Bust through the door. This is Louisiana, right? All the cops happened to be black except one. He said the cops came in. They didn't give a fuck about him. They were looking for drugs right off the bat. Except one cop that was white. Saw he was bleeding out. Mm-hmm. Picked him up. Put him in a squad car. Didn't even waste any time. Took him to the hospital. And when asked about, I think Skip Bayless on ESPN asked him, you know, do you believe in racism? And this is just one viewpoint, you know. Right. Lil Wayne said, I don't believe in I don't believe in it. It's just a perspective. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just giving a perspective of somebody. In, in terms of we're talking about music. He said, when I go on stage and I look out into the crowd, 
He goes, most of my audience is white. Mm-hmm. Little Little Wayne's lyrics, almost every single song has the N-word in it. Right. Getting back to his story, he said that that man saved his life. He said he'll never forget the other cops that walked over him. And maybe that act alone changed his entire perspective. Or going out into a show, whatever. But if I'm one of those dudes at a Little Wayne concert, do I am I how am I not allowed to sing along? Or you know what I mean? Right. And I think the word is horrible. But we know we're we have common sense enough to know that the context the context in which... of in, in lyrics, sometimes it's sometimes it's used in a in a the wrong way in lyrics to call someone a name. Sometimes it's like, hey man, you're my brother, you're my homie. Mm-hmm. You know? It, it it's just a slippery slope, man. It is. You know, it, it really comes down to your upbringing, though. When, when you're talking about the context, nowadays nobody cares about the context no. uh, of, of conversations. And, you know, a lot of our conversations go long uh, that we have with our guests. And with, with that being said, it's because I'm interested in the context. I want to know, you know, build this up to what, why why are we here right now talking? What happened? And, you know, I want to understand every, every facet of, you know, why we're here today. When I was growing up, I, I grew up in, in Calumet City, Illinois, and I had black friends, I had Hispanic friends, I had white friends. Uh, I didn't see color. So it, it was really odd to me to, to, as I grew older and, you know, started delving into the, the politics and, and the music even per se, but more so in the news channels, I didn't understand the word racism until I started watching the news. And, and I know that's not the same for everybody. Uh, but, you know, growing up, I, I didn't see color. I, I had, you know, once again, we didn't say the N-word uh, around our, our, our black friends. Or I'm not going to say I've never said it before because I, I have. I, it'd be a lie. I say um, here. Like I said, I love um, music. Right. Yeah. It, exactly. But it it just wasn't something that kind of came up. We were just, we were friends. And I, I think the, the, the racism is so overblown at this point that everybody has to walk on pins and needles. Yeah. And uh, please, we, please, everybody, dig on us. Look for videos. You ain't going to find shit. I right. Mean, <laughs> that's why, we, I mean, we, we can talk about this. It's under- right. And we sure can. You know, when I was in law enforcement and I was working on a gang crimes narcotics unit, you know, my partners were black and I love them. I, I love them to this day. You know, Riri and, and Eddie B and, and Zach, the, these guys, they saved my life. Eddie B was with me and we found a, uh, a guy wanted on a homicide warrant and we were fighting this guy. He didn't want to go to jail. Eddie B was next to me. He was in the fight next to me. We were protecting each other. That's what we do. We didn't say, oh, this black, white. didn't matter. We, we, we were brothers. Isn't it fucked up that we have to, we're even addressing this at this point? Sure. It is so fucked up how they, they just keep finding a way to keep the division. I hate, I hate even talking about this. I feel like we, we talk about this like all the time. Right. It's in the forefront. That, that's what makes controversy makes news. And without controversy, you know, you've never watched a, the news in the last five, five, ten years that hasn't had, you know, their first 15, 20 minutes. All negative, you know, yeah. homicide, shootings, 
you know, racist remarks, you know, or people being redressed and dressed down because of comments they made. That's what the news is now. It's just a, it's a negative feed. But that's what people watch. But just like you said, in in law enforcement, I I worked in the steel industry and, you know, it's a melting pot, man. Right. We don't, we just work together. We got, we look out for everybody. It doesn't matter. Like the same thing. I was raised the same way, you know, in, in that respect, my parents were freaking awesome. This does, I mean, my opinion will always be that racism begins in the home. You're, if you're a racist person, you're probably taught and brought up that way. Sure. For us, no, never. I mean, never a thing. Well, everything starts in the home, though. You know, yeah. how, your, your, how your character uh, grows is, is started in the home. Uh, you know, your, your personality is based in the home. The, even these kids that are coming into grade schools with with masks on and i know we're, we're almost past the, the mask mandates but they're coming into the grade schools with masks saying you know uh worn by force not choice and you know that's parental statements there you don't have a second or third grader that's thinking like that you know and so now we're politicizing our kids it's insane i've heard some kids say some weird shit man right especially when it comes to like talking about like what third grader should even be having a conversation about Vaccines. Right. That's the craziest <laughs> thing in the world, right? Oh, my God. All right. So I, I just I, I want to stop talking about that. I, I do. I, I, I hate talking about racism. It sucks that we have to talk about racism. I, I mean, they, they say, you know, end it, end it, end it. It's not- I think uh, Morgan Freeman said it best. He said, if you want to end racism, stop talking about racism. There would be a lot of people losing a lot of money if that happened. It's a simple statement. It's not supposed to be that blunt, I guess. Just put some thought into it. Right. Which means, to me, I take that statement and say, oh, stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about color. We're just humans. So I, I think that this conversation stops when we enter the Third World War. That's fucking scary. I I... In my mind, that's what it's going to take to stop that situation because we won't be black, we won't be white, we're just going to be Americans again. There hasn't been anything that has happened within the you know my lifetime. I think arguably September 11th uh, could be one of those uniting uh, incidents, but nothing that has caused that, you know, in... In my grandparents' lifetime, he had World War II. Yeah. You know that, that you know we were all Americans. It didn't matter. Well, what we your skin we were color we, was. we were all Americans. I don't know if I can agree with that statement though, because there was still fucking uh, segregation, obviously. Sure. Which, but was it, fucked it, up. It, once again, it, time and era yeah. though. Yeah. Time and era. I know where you know there was still segregation dur- during the uh, World War II. However. It, we it, still there, fought. There was for the, a, we were fighting yeah. for a cause, right. both black and white. But that was a time in which they were living. Right. We have evolved as, right. as citizens. Uh, with that being said, I once again growing up in a you know, multi-race area, uh, being Calumet City, I didn't see it growing up. Right. So, which means we, we've had some po- progress. Are we done yet? Probably not. I'm sure there's areas that that you know 
whites won't go to, and I'm sure there's areas that blacks won't go to for for fear of, you know, well, I'm I'm white going, you know, I'm not going to go to the the south side by myself, you know, I'm not going to go to 59th and Wood on the south side of Chicago by myself. Why? Because I'm not stupid. Yeah. I know nothing good would come of me going and walking around there. So racism exists, but it's only being shown in one one snapshot. It's sure. always the when you talk when you say the word racism, what do you automatically think? You think white male. Nobody talks about black male, Hispanic male. There's areas in you know off of by Cook County Jail, heavy Hispanic presence. I'm not going to go walk around. No, I there mean, it's it's certainly I'm not welcome yeah, there, and it and, certainly exists. I mean, I've I have stories of well, I have my own personal stories of racism towards me. You know, sure, but it is what it is, and I understand where people come from. Whatever, but you also I, have to remember, Randy. You have to remember that it it's not the. That's a small faction Very small, of where you're, right. you're walking, right? right. There, black, white, Hispanic, Asian. There's assholes in this oh, yeah, world, for sure, and that's what garners the attention. So you know, you've got white guys that are racist. They're they're overtly racist. You've got blacks that are overtly racist. It it doesn't that doesn't speak for the the entire population, right. the entire race, right? So we have to get beyond that. We yep. I think the, the first part. To to get me on that is to acknowledge there's just idiots in the world. We're not going to stop that. Uh, there's people that are mentally ill in this world. We're not going to stop that. Uh, you know, once they started closing down mental mental institutions and and making that a policing problem, mental health. That that's when we saw the a, a huge rise in the. I'm just going to say a huge rise in crime because those that are mentally ill aren't getting the help they need. So then, getting back to like crime racism there's obviously racism in uh like inner city gang turf sure wars right i want to i want this is a good segue from drugs turf war into i want to talk about the biden administration and what's happening with this crack free, pipes or free crack pipe controversy because the news now, you know, the articles are trying to deflect it and say, oh, we never said free crack pipes. Right. So they're called hygiene kits or safe smoking kits. Okay. In the last part of the coronavirus relief package, so they, they allocate money for the package. Mm-hmm. But it takes time to allocate the money to certain programs. The program that is being talked about is the Harm Reduction Action Plan. Okay? It's a part of the package. Okay. And, of course, like I said, the, it, the, what's being talked about are the safe smoking kits. Okay. This is actual, actual verbiage from this. Um, now, I do, like I have to say, nobody said anything about glass crack pipes. But you can put the components together to make a smoking device. A smoking device. Right. So I think a lot of people took it a step further and like, oh, free crack pipes. Which, I mean, it's kind of not wrong, but it's not right. But inside of the safe smoking kits are things like 
brass or copper screens, clean Gr- screens. Grillo, right. Yeah, the cleaning apparatuses, uh, brand new syringes, um, alcohol wipes. Right. Everything you need to safely do illegal drugs. Where are these going to be distributed at? That's a great question. I don't have the answer to that off the top of my head. I can look it up, though. Um, I'm sure probably at clinics they'll be distributed at. But it's a... Vi- I don't know where I stand on this. And, and the reason is, if you have an addiction... Nope, I, I can't even... Uh, I can't even go there with it because my, my thought process is if you have an addiction, it is providing the utilities to continue that addiction something that the government should be involved in? And my, my, my answer has got to be no on that. The, the government should not be involved. But how when do you, you were When you were policing, did you uh, have to carry Narcan or did you have to apply it at no. any time? No, I was out of policing before that that became a thing. And it is $30 million that is going to be allocated to that. So that there's a lot of a lot of these kits that are going to be distributed across the nation. Also but, called harm redu- Oh, I said that. Yeah, harm yeah. harm reduction. So my question is where's the lion's share of these kits going to go? Are they going to go into the socioeconomic lower threshold communities? Uh, probably where the highest overdoses occur. So they're going to go into the ghettos. So, so the, the grants with- are going to be distributed to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, a branch of HHS. So instead of giving them kits, what could you do with that $30 million to help? Could you hire more recovery experts? Could you hire more therapists? Could you hire more mental health uh, individuals? Another segue. I mean, we'll stay on this topic, but we just had this conversation before we went live. We have a couple folks, one that wanted to come on, another I've been trying to get on for over a year to talk about addiction and recovery experiences. Right. I believe it's a powerful show. I believe, uh, especially in the little town that I come from, how many people have died from substance abuse. Um, we will never know. And I've been told by someone that's an addict that I shouldn't speak about it because I have no experience about it. And it made me feel about this big. Right. And I totally get it. So I can't even answer any of those questions. Right. And I think we need to have them on. And if anybody's, you know, for our listeners, message us. Uh, We'd love to hear stories. We can talk about it. Um, I, I want that episode coming up. Substance abuse. NA, AA, whatever. Um, yeah, we want it to be powerful and inspirational. Yeah, ultimately, absolutely. If, if you need help, get help. But let's—we uh, want to be able to help you. You know, guide you down that path. With, with that being said, let's talk about our new platforms a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you've got the uh, screenshot here for uh, our Getter account. Yeah, guys, so we're, uh, like we said, last year, at the end of last year, we went to, uh, we opened up Getter, and uh, we had, we've had Rumble forever. Rumble's so freaking hard. We'll get to Rumble, but here's Getter. Um, the, the thing I noticed about... What's our tag on Getter? 
It's just at Hall of Mirrors. All one word? Yeah. All one word. So the, the thing that I noticed is that the search engines in these platforms are extremely sensitive. For instance, when you go to Rumble, you have to type out Hall of Mirrors with spaces. If you just type Hall of Mirrors all together, you won't find a thing. So if you just search Hall Space of Space Mirrors, you'll find our our channel. Yeah, please give us a like and follow. We're trying to grow those platforms. I think it's a matter of time before we're going to be exclusively on these platforms. I, I, I hope that Facebook holds strong with us for right now, same with Instagram. But, you know, the content we're putting out, the, the way they're canceling people just indiscriminately, uh, we, we have to be prepared for a movement here. And then while, while talking about that, too, today we were supposed to record a couple episodes. Uh, we have, we've been experiencing scheduling conflicts. I just want to address that. Um, it's tough. You know, we're not Joe Rogan or whoever. Um, so things don't always work out like we want them to. One of the shows we were supposed to do today was with a, a person uh, named Clay Clark. Yes. Clay's got... Uh, Started a, a tour last year called the Reawakening America Tour, and yes, it's it's largely conservative. Um, Mike and I we try to stay right down the middle. However, with what's going on right now, it seems like only conservatives are supporting freedom of speech and freedom of choice. And uh, we were offered a spot on uh, a, a media booth on the Reawakening Tour. And so we are exploring those options, just giving you guys a head up. Yeah, we're, we're pretty pretty stoked about that that potential. With, with that being said, we would you know be streaming live, hopefully from from those shows. Definitely. With and uh, see who we can speak with. Uh, there's a vast range of topics that they go over, everything from you know the the freedom of choice with the the mandates to uh, the uh, inoculations to uh, they've got some geopolitical issues that they address up there so uh i'd urge you guys to to give them a look what was that called one more time randy it's, it's called the reawakening tour and as we're talking i'm gonna actually try to pull, pull the, the reawakening tour uh they, they've got locations and the tour is nationwide so they're, they're sold out at a lot of places uh for the You still there? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, they're sold out at a lot of places. <laughs> As so I'm typing. Kind of spaced out there for uh, a second. I was watching your screen. Oh, let's see. So I'm over here. We don't have uh we don't have no no the wizard today. Right. So we're going to be pulling this up for you guys here momentarily for those that are listening on our podcast platform, pulling up the website for the reawakening tour for Clay Clark's reawakening tour. So while I'm doing that, let's, uh, let's think about Mike over here. He's having some major nerve spinal surgery tomorrow. I know he's nervous. He's, he won't talk about it. But uh, Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. But uh, I'll be okay. That's that's my dude right there. Keep him in your thoughts. He's going to be all right. All right, so we're going to go. I'm going to go ahead and flip this over to uh, 
so you can see some dates on here. Yeah, I see they've got a lot going on in Texas, uh, Arizona. I think they're coming up to Columbus. I think that's the next one that's not sold out. So they're, they're, they're going to be uh, running that circuit. So I, I encourage all of our viewers to, to give them a look, and hopefully we'll, we'll see some of our loyal fans uh, at one of these events soon. I'll put, uh, I'll put the links in, in, in the video when uh, just look below on Facebook and um, – yeah, we still hope to have Clay come on the show, but it's going to have to be after I re- recoup a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we plan on being down for um, a few weeks, possibly longer. Um, we might do. I might do a little live Facebook updates. Let me transition this back. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's all I got for for right now. So let's uh, let, let's wrap this show. Uh, I wish you all. Uh, Love and prosperity. Yeah, and I know uh, twenty two is off to a slow start. We needed a we needed a January break um, for health reasons, for just reset reasons, vacation, etc. Um, but I, you know, with the podcast and and how we've we've uh, kind of been going along, everything happens for a reason. I think it's been it's been amazing what we've done so far. I thank you guys for tuning in and. And sticking with us, uh, I know I get messages all the time. When when's your next show? And and for those, you know, we keep getting better too. Yeah, Every show seems I, to be I a little so, bit better. But for for our our uh, our small uh, super fans group of super fans, thank you so much. I, we you are definitely noticed. We appreciate it. Yep, and uh, we'll see you on the next show. Yep, later. Oh,